number of years ago, there was a book published, the title of which was The Trouble Book. And the first sentence in the book said, life is full of troubles. Now, some people would enjoy a book like that because they love to focus on the negative. They love to talk about all the problems they have to face in life and, and how difficult it is. Personally, I prefer another book that I would call the anti-trouble book, also known as the Bible. Uh, its message admits that there's acknowledges that life is full of tribulation and trouble, but it says, be of good cheer, for God has overcome the world and all its troubles. I also perused another book one time. The title of this book was The Book of Fear. And it listed all the things that people are afraid of, including snakes and spiders and wrinkles and thunderstorms, earthquakes, tornadoes, fear of height, fear of riding on airplanes, elevators, even fear of personal relationships, and also the fear of loneliness. But again, I would prefer reading another book that I would call the anti-fear book, also known as the Bible, which tells us that the only real cure for fear is faith. And there are countless passages in the Bible which say, fear not, be not afraid, over and over again. Still another book that you've probably seen along the way is entitled The Worry Book. And it lists all the things that people worry about in life. And the list includes worrying about the economy, worrying about terrorism, worrying about your health, worrying about your job, paying the bills, worrying about the stock market, worrying about something bad happening to people you love, worrying about the past, worrying about the future, worrying about death, worrying about dying. Again, I would prefer to read another book, an anti-fear and worry book that I also know as the Bible. And the Bible tells us not to worry about what we eat or what we drink or what we wear. Don't worry about what tomorrow might bring because our loving and caring God will take care of us or at least will give us what we need to get through the difficult times in life if, always the big if, if we trust in that loving and caring God. So what is it that we worry about or fear the most. Now, certainly, I would say that health problems are on many people's list. We have a, a pain in our chest and we wonder, is it heart trouble? Or we have a bad cough that won't go away and we wonder, is it pneumonia or could it be worse? Could it be cancer? We develop a crick in our back or in our neck and we wonder if it's gonna be some kind of a, a permanent injury and pain. We have trouble remembering somebody's name and we begin to worry if we've got early Alzheimer's. One day I was visiting in the hospital and I saw three patients, all of whom were having heart trouble. And when I left the hospital, I had such pain in my chest, it just, it hurt. And, and another time I saw two people having back problems 
And yeah, you guessed it, when I left the hospital, my back was hurting. But you know, worry is such a, a useless thing, even a harmful thing. Worrying never makes the things go away that you worry about. It never makes them better, but usually it will just make them worse. I mean, worrying about your health is only going to make it worse. Worry can cause bad health, cause bad health. Such things as heartburn, ulcers, strokes, even heart attacks. Worrying can lead to stomach aches and headaches, insomnia and, and exhaustion. Even in extreme cases, worrying can lead to blindness and paralysis. As one person said, you don't get ulcers from what you eat, but you get ulcers from what's eating you. Our bodies were not made to take the stress of excessive worry. A second thing that's high on a lot of people's worry list has to do with financial problems. People worry about money, whether they have a lot of money or not enough money. People with a lot of money worry about losing it. They worry about the stock market going south or some catastrophic illness that would wipe out their resources. People with not enough money, they worry about not making it, not being able to pay their bills, not being able to repair or replace their car if it breaks down, not being able to educate their children, not being able to, to provide a wedding for their daughter, uh, not being able to retire. So if you'd like to worry about money, then you can worry all you want, both ways, whether you have a lot or have a little, there's plenty you can worry about. A third thing that people like to worry about is fear of the future, fear of change, not having what we need, fear of being hurt, fear of a terrorist attack, fear of the economy failing, something happening to their loved ones, or fear of loneliness. When we're young, little children, we usually, sometime or another, have this fear of losing our parents. I mean, I remember when I was four or five years old, lying in my bed one night, not being able to sleep, and listening to my parents talking in the other part of the house, and I remember thinking to myself, wow, what would I do if I didn't have them? If they weren't there to take care of me, what would I do? And then as we grow older, we have another kind of fear often in life, and that is fear of losing our mentors, the people who have taught us, who have helped to shape us, who have helped us and guided us on the path of life. Who will guide us in the future if they're not there? Will we know what to do? when we get into that future and, and our mentors are no longer there. Another fear or worry about the future is that we won't have what we need to get along with whatever the future brings. Will we have the resources? Will we have the physical capability? Will we have the mental capacity to deal with the changes that the future will bring? Another fear or worry that a lot of people have is that of loneliness. And, and believe me, this one, uh, if you're a worrier, is probably more justified because loneliness is a rapidly growing problem in our society today. Spouses, loved ones grow old and die and we're left alone. Good friends and neighbors move away and we're left alone. 
Our children grow up and leave home and we're left alone. Some people will intentionally walk out of our lives and so we fear being abandoned or being left behind by ourselves. How will we go on if that happens? So these are a lot of our worries and fears and I dare say in that long list of worries and fears and troubles, I hit everybody because we all face uh, most of those at some time or another in our lives. But if you think about it, if you think about worrying and being afraid, at least from my faith point of view, it says when we worry and are fearful, uh, we really are practicing atheism. We're acting as if there was no God. Or at best, even if we think there's a God or believe there's a God, we're acting in a way that doesn't trust God when we worry and fear. We're saying in effect, okay, I believe there's a God, uh, but I don't necessarily think God's gonna keep his word or the promises that he makes. God's not gonna do what he says he's gonna do. It's all up to me, I've gotta do it myself. How many people say that they believe in God and even sing songs about their faith in God? But when it comes to the way they live their lives, especially in the midst of life's troubles, their worries and fears show that they're actually practicing atheists because their faith in God is not really faith. It's just belief in God, but they're not trusting that God. The Bible tells us over and over again how important we human beings are, the most important creatures that God has created. And God promises repeatedly in the scriptures that he will take care of us if we will trust him. The old covenant with Abraham, the new covenant with Jesus, all are based on trusting God and God will provide. Jesus said in the scripture with which Clay began this series of sermons this month, look at the birds in the air. They don't worry about what they eat or what they'll drink or what they will wear. They don't reap or sow or store up food for your heavenly father feeds them. And are you not of more value than they are? Will all of your worries add one dimension to your life, Jesus asks. It reminds me of a little poem that I always thought was kind of cute, but also had a pretty big message. Said the robin to the sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush around and worry so. Said the sparrow to the robin, friend, I think that it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. So I do believe that worry and fear are, are forms of practicing atheism, not trusting God. So in light of this, I wanna look at a few of the more than 7,000 promises that God makes to us in the Bible. I can't cover all of them today, I know you'd like me to, but I'm just gonna <laughs> cover a few to give you a little, little sample of that. And the first one I wanna talk about is God's promise about the future. And especially when we, we worry or fear being abandoned or being alone in the future, what does God say to that? God says, I will always be with you. None of us knows for sure what problems or troubles or experiences we're gonna to face tomorrow and in the 
tomorrows to come after that. But we do know one thing, we don't have to go through whatever it is by ourselves because God promises us he will always be with us. God says, when you go through deep waters and great troubles, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fires of oppression, you will not be burned up. If we really believe that, and when I say really believe it, I mean trust it. Trust it, not just say, yeah, that's true, but do we trust it? Then we wouldn't worry about or fear the future as we so often do. Faith, sincere and genuine faith, is the only anecdote for fear. Another promise that God makes to us in response to our, our worries and fears about, for example, our, our mentors or our guides uh, that we don't think will be there in the future is that God will not only be with us, but God will guide us through whatever changes, through whatever experiences life may bring. My father was my greatest mentor. He was, he was my rock of Gibraltar. And when he died suddenly of a heart attack, it was a great shock and a tragic loss to me. To whom would I now turn when I needed advice, when I needed help and guidance, not to mention encouragement? Oh, I still had Dr. Herman Norton, who was a member of Woodmont Christian Church, Dean of the Disciples Divinity House, and very close to me. I had some other older ministers that were there I could turn to. I even had some uh, older members of my church that were sort of like mentors to me as a young minister. But all of those are now gone, completely gone. So am I alone? Am I left alone now to make it through this world on my own? Of course not. I still have and always will have God, the God who promises I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. The psalmist says that. I certainly believe it. I know it from experience that the Lord will show you the right way. A third promise of God's is that you can trust me. God says you can always trust me. I don't know if you can say that of anybody else, that you can always, no matter what, trust him. But you can say that of God. But how many of us honestly, truly, sincerely believe that and live every day trusting God no matter what happens? Instead, how many of us, to be honest, put more trust in our money or in our influence or in our friends or especially in ourselves, more trust in that than we do in God? But you know, your money can run out your influence can gradually evaporate. Your friends can let you down. And even your own wisdom and power is not infallible. And so the Bible in all of its wisdom says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own judgment. That's why people of, of faith have sung for generations, many of you, just like myself, We've sung it, we've loved this song. It says, I don't, know, I don't know about tomorrow, I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine, for the skies may turn to gray. I don't worry or the future, for I know what Jesus said, and today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what is ahead. 
Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. God also makes another promise. Clay asked the staff Wednesday, he said, what scripture verse do you turn to when you are most afraid or worried in life? And I mentioned this one, and I've quoted this one to so many people over the years. Uh, it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13, where we are promised that God will never let us have a problem or a burden in life that is greater than we can handle with his help. And the important part of that verse is the with his help part of it. If we truly believe and trust God, God will show us a way through whatever we're facing and will give us the resources we need. And when life shuts a door in our face, God will open a window or God will open another door. And I've discovered from my own experience that when that happens, the way that God opens is so much better than the old way was going to be anyhow, good as it might have been. God always has a better idea. I can't tell you the number of times that uh, I've gotten up and looked at my schedule over the years and looked at everything I had to do in a day and thought to myself, Hi, there's no way I can do all that. But I stop and I just say to the Lord, you know, you called me into this ministry and uh, if I'm supposed to do all this, I'm counting on you to help me get it done. And never once in all those 50 years of ministry have I ever not gotten through the day. And even sometimes it's even more than I had that I was supposed to do. You can trust God's promises. And one of those promises, God says, you can trust me. So you can trust God. Another of the promises, God says, I will take care of you. God says, listen, I have upheld you since you were conceived. I have taken care of you from your birth. Even when you are old, I will do the same. Even when your hair has turned gray, I will take care of you. I made you. I will take care of you. No one is equal to me or like me, says the Lord. When our parents are gone, when our kids have grown and left home, when our friends have died or moved away, God will still be there. And I have one other thought to share with you that to me kind of wraps up this whole month of, of sermons that uh, Clay's been doing. I think he may have one more next Sunday on Palm Sunday. But this may be the most important thought of all, at least as far as I'm concerned. And that is that all the things we talk about that we fear, that we worry about, that we let uh, spoil our day, ruin our life because we worry about them so much, all those things have to do with the body with our physical, material well-being. But Jesus said, Matthew 10, 28, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. I hope you'll take that as a memory verse today and that you'll remember it every time you're facing what you think is an impossible situation in life. Matthew 10, 28. If we're to worry about anything or be afraid of anything, it should be those things or those people who can destroy our eternal souls. Because our physical life in this world, even if we live to be 100 or more, is a bleep on the screen in the face 
of eternity. So as Jesus said, don't worry about your body. Instead, be concerned about your immortal soul, your eternal soul. Or another way that Jesus put it, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be taken care of. Our first and foremost concern every day that we live, first thing when we wake up all day long, should be our relationship with God. 